Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. And we are back after our summer break. And do you know who else is back? Carrie Soto! Today we are discussing the latest fabulous book from Taylor Jenkins Reid. Spoiler free as always. back to podcasting Lauren. Welcome back Jess. And welcome back Carrie Soto. God I am so pleased that this has accidentally fallen all together and we can jump on the back of Carrie's comeback to tennis. And it's a great comeback to be a part of. Great comeback. Let's just dive straight in please because I read this on my holiday in June and I've been dying to talk about it ever since. (laughs) Well I've only just finished it so let's do it. Let's drop the snot. Carrie Soto is fierce. Says Soto again. Fuck, sorry. Carrie... We're leaving this in, by the way. No! Lauren keeps saying Soto, and I keep saying it's Soto like Toto. <laughs> As you were. Carrie Soto <laughs> is fierce, and her determination to win at any cost has made not made her popular. By the time Carrie retires from tennis, she is the best player she the world. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Dusting myself off. By the time Carrie retires from tennis, she is the best player the world has ever seen. She has shattered every record and claimed twenty Slam titles. And if you ask her, she's entitled to every one. She sacrificed nearly everything to become the best with her father as her coach. But six years after her retirement, Carrie finds herself sitting in the stands of the 1994 U.S. Open, watching her record being taken from her by a brutal stunning British player named Nikki Chan at 37 years old Carrie makes the monumental decision to come out of retirement and be coached by her father for one last year in an attempt to reclaim her record even if the sports media says that they never liked the battle axe anyways even if her body doesn't move as fast as it did and even if it means swallowing her pride to train with a man she once almost opened her heart to Bo Huntley Like her, he has something to prove before he gives up the game forever. In spite of it all, Carrie Soto is back for one (laughs) epic final season. In this riveting and unforgettable novel, Taylor Jenkins Reid tells a story about the cost of greatness and a legendary athlete attempting a comeback. Wow, that was really long. That was really fucking long. And during you reading that, I remembered that I kept pronouncing... Reva as River when oh, I read Magic Rising. So I'm going to allow you all We're the photos you like. Thanks. Um, but I want to take us all back to when Taylor Jenkins Reid announced this book because it was the best. So she, on her Instagram, took a picture of page 269 from Malibu Rising mm. with the extract that was Nina, you need to come downstairs. Why? It's Carrie Soto. Nina was already tired. What about her? She's on your front lawn throwing clothes and threatening to light them on fire. And as soon as I saw this extract, I felt compelled to read Malibu Rising again and underline every celebrity that was mentioned um, to try and figure out what the next book was. Well, speaking of Malibu Rising, which we have spoken about on the podcast before in our Books of Summer 2021 episode, and then again in our TJR versus Coho episode, I've now read it too. (gasps) And I listened to the audiobook this summer to to scratch up on my knowledge. Did you love it? Oh my God! 
god i loved it and in true tjr style i loved all of the family drama the multiple perspectives hilariously though jess because i was listening to it on audio i was listening to it at the same time that you were reading carrie soto so I kept thinking I was reading Carrie Soto <laughs> and thinking, for a book called Carrie Soto's Back, she's fuck all in this book. And then it wasn't until, like, right at the end, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, because I'm reading Malibu Rising. I'm not reading that book, yeah. Um, love that you listen to the audiobook, because mm. I'm on this new thing of listening to, like, some of my favourite books on audio. So I did The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, fell in love oh, with nice. it all over again. Just did Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Flipping Glorious. Oh, I did that on audio too. I loved it. And I'm currently re- like listening to Daisy Jones on audio, oh, which amazing. we've spoken about that yeah. audio book before yeah. as well. Um, but anyways, back to Carrie. Did you like Carrie as a lady? Did you, did you like her? Because obviously there are a lot of people um, in the book that don't like her. Mm. Um, for those that... Well, you probably won't have read it. It's not out yet. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen I, Tonya with Margot Robbie... Carrie Soto is quite a similar character in her. She just loves her sport. She's not there to make friends. She just wants to be the best. That yeah. is the Carrie vibe. Yeah, and, and I actually, I really liked Carrie, which is funny because I went in thinking I wouldn't like her because I didn't like her in Malibu Rising. And if you've not read Malibu Rising, she's the other woman and comes across as like such a bitch, which is an ironic choice of word really when you've read yeah. Carrie Soto. Um, but I don't think I've ever had so much respect for a fictional character before. Did you like her? I had more respect for Evelyn Hugo as a fictional character. She's like, I just want to be, like, she's, really? I feel like she's my mentor in life, like, I just <laughs> want to be her. So, um, you know, Carrie, oh my God, oh, I just oh, thought she was incredible. Yeah. No, I love Carrie. And I and liked I, that she was horrid. Well, not horrid. I liked that she was unlikable. Yeah. It's fun mm. to have one like that. Um, well, actually, recently, what I will talk about with regards to Carrie, because I was describing this book to a friend saying, oh, when it comes out, you really need to read this. Mm. And she, repl- she replied like, oh, like Serena Williams. And I was like, huh, yeah. I mean, kind of kind of mm. similar, like the way that like Serena Williams gets so much negative press for being yeah. like so passionate about her sport. And then um, I listened to, so Meghan Markle has just got a brand new podcast out that's called Archetypes. Which, side note, like literally two years ago, her and Harry announced they were bringing out an Archwell podcast. There's never been an episode really. <laughs> and I was literally just talking about it. And then I was like, oh, Megan's got her own one. <laughs> um, anyway, the first episode, well, actually, no, the whole series, I'm going to quote what it's about. Um, Megan investigates, dissects and subverts the labels that try to hold women back. So that's what the series is about. And in the first episode, she interviews Serena Williams. So it's pretty well timed. That's amazing. That's so interesting. Can't wait to listen to that. And speaking of the royals, um, I just made me think, I loved the reference during Carrie Soto where she spies Princess Diana at one of her her matches. (laughs) And I got goosebumps when I read it because seeing her spurs her on to win even more. And she says... um, they can't make us go away just because they're done with us, which I thought was just mm. so powerful when you know the history of Princess Diana and just like women in sport generally. Um, anyway, back to Serena Williams. Do you think she will come out of retirement to protect her title one day? She's got that energy. Yeah, she's she got does. big Carisoto energy. <laughs> she absolutely does. I really want her to read it and like hear Serena Williams' review of the book. Ooh. That would be fucking great. And Megan. Oh, God, yeah. Should we have them on as guests? Mm, yeah. If um, you're listening. 
But anyway, in, in the episode, they talk about ambition a lot and how driven she is. Um, so, yeah, I think she would come back. Um, but they also talk a lot about her being a mother and actually being a mother is like kind of why she's made the decision to retire from tennis so oh serena williams yeah Yeah. so that makes me think maybe she wouldn't come back because she wants to spend like Mm. more time with her family and things yeah um but we will get back onto carrie sato but (laughs) (laughs) this podcast episode one of the great things um about it was that they played like a montage of clips of men losing a point in tennis and how much they swear and how much they kick off and they're like so violent with it Mm. and then they didn't get any of the criticism that Serena Williams got when you know there was that like horrible caricature of her and whatever newspaper it was um so that's great go and listen to that but back to Carrie uh but on the topic of Serena she's like such as always a great feminist icon in Taylor Jenkins read books but like this she's so different and Carrie's not only dealing with the struggles of being a woman in sport, but also her age, which is another way that women are held to a different standard than men. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's such a fiery feminist novel, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Um, there was a part where, because you, you know I do love a quote, where Carrie describes waiting for the winner's ball after one of the games, and it's around midnight or so, but the party can't officially start because the men's final hasn't finished and she says we live in a world where exceptional women have to sit around waiting for mediocre men (laughs) and I really felt that quote (laughs) I mean Carrie is a character who says she's never met the mold like she wasn't tall tan skinny blonde athlete that the media loved in in the tennis realm so coming back to the sport and not even having youth on her side was like even more antagonistic yeah. isn't it and everyone wanted to set her up to fail and I just loved it I love rooting for the underdog yeah and I think everyone expecting her to fail for a person like Carrie that is only going to work in her favour yeah true <laughs> true like if it were me if everyone's setting me up to fail I'd be like, like okay this. fine I'll roll over and I'll fail I'll bow out but yeah you're so right it just fueled yeah. her she's on. like oh I'll show you um, what I loved as well about you know the feminist angle she's not likable but she has this hate but then like love love hate yeah. friendship with nikki chan who's mentioned in the blurb that's the person that's potentially going to steal her title uh, neither of them are like typical women's tennis players and they're both fiery and they both like they just they're both fabulous at tennis mm. of course they're going to be enemies but actually they finally sit down and talk to one another mm. and like they they're both they both want to be the best because they both love tennis they both love their sport and I loved that that we got to see them chat yeah same I think um Taylor Jenkins reads commentary on women's personalities especially in sport was just so spot on and for Carrie she's a very brash character and her personality on the court was always picked up and commented on because she wasn't the nice woman and there's a quote another one I made a note of where Carrie says it's okay to win as long as I act surprised when I did and attributed it to luck I should never let in how much I wanted to win or worse that I believe I deserved to win and I should never under any circumstances admit admit that I did not believe my opponents were just as worthy as I was the bulk of commentators they wa- commentators they wanted a woman whose eyes would tear up with gratitude as if she owed them her victory as if she owed them everything she had and there, that's the sort of narrative throughout isn't yeah. it and there is I've totally forgotten her name but there is the swishy blonde 
character who has the media's heart mm, and i yeah. thought she was a great character to have in it as well to show yeah what it is that carrie quotation mark isn't, doesn't have carrie yeah. is obviously so much more mm. <laughs> um i think while we're here and before we go any further we need to address how tennessee the book mm. is because a lot of it is just literally matches of tennis and you are reading a ball being hit back and forth um and i think that's from some early reviews i've seen that's like put some people off but and i've never cared for tennis never really followed wimbledon um but this book had me playing tennis in 40 degrees celsius the day after i finished it so clearly (laughs) took my heart was it too tennessee for you i thought the descriptions of the game were stunning and it gave me so much more appreciation for the game and I'm actually gutted that the book came... Is I've read it now, and the book hasn't come out at the start of the tennis season because I'm so ready to get involved. Yeah, well, that's when I read it. And then the um, publishing team did... Did you see they did promo at Wimbledon? They were giving out little, like, tasters of the book dressed in tennis uniforms. Oh, that's hilarious. So fun. Um, but, yeah, it was so eye-opening. Like I said, I didn't really know much about tennis. Although, sadly, I did used to go to tennis camps. I don't know what I did with all that knowledge. Um, but I didn't know there were different types of floor in the courts. Yeah, I love I learning about that. that, like, clay and things and how, like, she does, like, five-mile runs on sand to try and get better at then playing Running. tennis in a yeah, certain court. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's so much more, like science behind the game than i ever appreciated before like knowing how the ball will bounce differently on clay compared to grass and like all of that stuff i just loved it It yeah well i also what i never thought about was that it's a solo sport but it's not Mm. like golf where it's just you hitting a ball you have to have a component to hit the ball back and forth with yeah and that's like a big part of this book and i just never really thought about that yeah and you can only be as you, you need to almost like practice with your opponents if you want to get good. Otherwise, you're going to be practicing against shit yeah. people and you're never going to get better. Yeah. It's a hard one. It's a hard yeah. one. Never thought about that. And I guess they can't just have one of those machines that like blasts out balls, you know, like an American. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, she does have that. It's not the same though, Not is the it? same. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's come on to Bo. Oh, Yeah thought you'd never ask (laughs) oh Bo um okay so the love story was my favorite part oh okay um but it's not it's very subtle isn't it yeah it's not not like we're now going to talk about her personal life it's it's like it's woven in throughout and it's a very much will they won't they kind of vibe um and it was just so believable it was genuinely like reading a memoir um especially as it was all like written in Carrie's first person like internal monologue isn't it and they're like extracts of articles and radio interviews that are write-ups of the games and stuff and Bo is someone it was mentioned in the blurb like someone she almost gave her heart to at the Mm -hmm. peak of her career and for whatever reason they didn't connect then but they're back in each other's lives and they're he's also coming out of retirement to return for one last slam so they're like training each other and he's described at the start as this like very hot-headed player he's to your point Jess like he's known as the guy to swear and kick up a fuss on the on the on the courts so you go in thinking that you're not going to like him kind of like you do with Carrie but oh my god it's just beautiful it is and I like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo 
is a romance that is very much about her mm, love life and yeah. who she's really in love with and who the true yeah. love of her life is whereas this is like a tennis star and, and happens, tennis is the love of her yeah, life and there happens to be this other yeah. sort of thing trickling away under the surface you're like mm, will they won't they so I thought that was done really bloody well however mm. the real male hero of yes. this book is of course her father I was just sobbing at so Same. much of the book with regards to him when I was on the Oh my bed. god, we Javier or Javi, Javi. Mm. Um, he was the shining star of the book. Absolutely, everyone needs a dad like him. Um, he was just such a supportive figure in her in her life, wasn't he? And loved her regardless of whether she won or lost, which I thought was just so sweet because she has she hates herself when she loses yeah and after one of her tournaments where she did lose her dad says something like nothing will diminish what you did and what you have done and in her head she just says i don't want to cry so i can't really think too hard about whether i believe him instead i take the moment and pin it to my heart as if it will wait for me to come back to it later which I thought was just a really beautiful way of dealing with it um, because she's so she's got so much confidence when she wins but when she loses she's got so much self-hatred hasn't she yeah well speaking of quotes there's one on the back of our proof copies that is her and her dad this is what her dad says we are sotos we do not yell and we do not throw temper, temper tantrums if we're not good enough what do we do and Carrie says, we get good enough. Yeah, I loved that. I yeah. love that. Because you do need a coach that is also teaching you to be a, you know, a, a team player. Yeah, or like humble. And mm. as well as being so great at the sport. Like that element yeah. does come into it. I see it in my little Definitely. sister who's like a sports, whatever she's running, swimming, doing all these things. And mm. like the best, actually my best thing about watching her do it is how much she will like say congratulations to everyone else. I'm like, well done. Oh, as soon yeah. as she's crossed the finish, she's like, well done, well done. I'm like, that oh. is sweet. Stick with yeah. that. Because Carrie was lacking in that. She was, she was. <laughs> she, she, um, the older she got, the more she sort of, yeah, realised why she fell in love with the game to begin with, isn't it? And it's, yeah. Oh my god, it's such a good book. So I, good, I, even though I didn't like tennis. Yeah, same. I um, we cannot talk about this book without mentioning the crossovers with the other books. Oh yeah. So I'm going to read them out. But okay. I have this. My mindset of when I was reading them was like, oh my god, when Taylor Jenkins Reid is writing these, she must be like, they're all going to die over this. <laughs> like she just has so much power like being like all right i'll give him a little something something um but anyway she mentions malibu rising first and this is well again harvey being great um so carrie says i would love to go out on a date with brandon randall but he's married to nina reva a swimsuit model and Harvey says, Mick Reaver's kid. I cannot stand that guy. Oh, well, someone like Brandon then. A nice guy. Go for a nice guy, please. And I was like, <laughs> nah! And then as Lauren said, she is the other woman that mm-hmm. is in Malibu Rising. So not a spoiler, because you likely would have read Malibu Rising first. And then the other one, this is what really made me die. Um, Carrie says, the book I bought is an unauthorised biography of Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm only reading to see who slept with who, but I can't focus. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I was like, is that the actual Daisy Jones and the Six that she's reading or is it like some other you know 
Another autobiography. Because it's an unauthorised one. Yes. I want to read that one. <laughs> oh, my God. And who was she... What do you think her next book will be? Like, can you guess which character? So, uh, well, obviously I was trying... Because now I know that this is a thing that she's going to keep doing. Um, Love it. I hope any she t- Yeah. Anytime a new character came into Carrie Soto, I was like, oh, is this them? But then I was like, she's not going to do another tennis hadar book. No, that's what I kept thinking yeah. as well. Um, Unless- so I'm wondering, like, do I actually do... You know, is it going to be another Malibu Rising one? Or is it going to be... Another, like Mick Reaver was married to Evelyn Hugo, but then it's about Mick Reaver's family. Is it going to be another one of her husbands, but actually it's about like that husband's next wife or mm, something? So we don't possibly. actually know them, but there's a link. Yeah. What do you think? I I agree with you. Um, and I'd actually like to see Camilla from Daisy Jones and the Six. Side note, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm listening to the audiobook. Oh no, is it not Camilla? They're all calling her Camilla. Like Camilla Cabello. But that's one L. This, she's got two girls, surely. Right. Do you know what I've learned? She likes a Reva and a Camilla, but I'm a River and a Camilla. Because we're Brits. Because we're Brits. Mm. But I would like a Camilla, Camilla, whatever. Yeah. Oh, a book about her would be really good. Do you know what? This has all reminded me of how much I want a... Jordan Baker from Great Gatsby spin-off about oh, her golf career and about how all she the time. got caught. Yeah. I think that would be a great book. Maybe Taylor Jenkins is shame he's dead. I don't I honestly don't need him to write it. I'm yeah, gonna hit up TJR and be like, look, Jordan's Nick gagging Carraway. for her own one. Yeah, you should. Shall Shall I? Up for that. Shall I but do you want to co write it? <laughs> <laughs> you can only write it if you come on the pod. <laughs> if she once comes on one day, which I'm manifesting. <laughs> What if she listens to the backlog and is like, oh no, these two are insane. Yeah. What well, have I done? At least she knows the truth. She, it's up She front. goes in with it's eyes open. It's up front. She knows that when she eventually comes on the podcast, I'm going to come at her with Jordan Baker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this. Rank your TJR books. So you've only read her four main ones, not any of her yeah, backlog. Yeah. So let's just stick to, okay. the, to the celebby ones. Rank, go. All right. Carrie Soto. <gasps> Top yeah, He's my favourite. Um, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Daisy Jones mm-hmm. Malibu mm. what about you? mine changes daily and mm. I think about it daily mm. I think having just listened to Evelyn Hugo again it's actually bumped up ahead of Daisy Jones because they were very much right that okay. was it they were they both had the top spot yeah joint but first. actually Evelyn is has my, it my queen you know so mm. it's actually Evelyn then slightly under Daisy got yeah and oh, I don't know because I love the whole sibling thing of Malibu Rising so I think maybe it's Carrie and Mally at the same point. Mally, that's what it's called now. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Oh, it's got to be one, two, three, four. Well, probably Carrie because I've read it, so it's fresher and more exciting. Fine, but I am gonna have to do a reread slash re-listen of Malibu. Yeah, I think you should see what other names I've been mispronouncing. You know, mm. and then giving you shit for <laughs> And Jess, shall we also discuss your commitment to the sport and our Instagram? And, and our Instagram, yeah. Yeah. I I actually am quite surprised that I managed to take my fiancé to do this with me. <laughs> so while we're on holiday, we're like, right, we've got to play tennis. I'm absolutely gagging for it now that I believe I'm Carrie Soto. Go to a tennis court and it's like, you know where there's like six next to each other? Yeah. I'm shamelessly there being like, take pictures of me with this book and this racket when there's other people playing tennis on other courts. It's the most ballsy I've ever been in my life. I'm sure he was dying. dying. He was very much that, 
Instagram boyfriend of like, are we done? And me being like, now do one of me like holding it here. Now do one of me like with, <laughs> with my, my racket. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Before you've even played a game as well. Yeah, of course I didn't want to be all sweaty. Yeah, yeah. And then I really felt the pressure that Carrie must feel every day to be like really good at tennis because I just dipped about on the court for ages. And all these <laughs> older couples would have been like, right, let's see if she can play. And you can't. Well, no, and not in 40 degrees of heat either. <laughs> it was purely for the picks. And I was yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. I was At that point, it. I was also so hot. I was like, I just don't want to play tennis. I'm too hot from having stressful pictures. You get a grand slam for the effort. Thank you. You're welcome. So please do go and look at that little photo shoot. Mm. <laughs> we'll put it on our stories. So Give you it can a also like. look at the review on there as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so this comes out on the 30th of August. Indeed. Not long to go. Pre-order it if you haven't already, because then it's going to come to your door on that day. Well worth it. So is Lauren's top TJR? Yeah, I mean, Jess gave it a third place. For Evelyn and Daisy, man. Or Evelyn and Camilla, I should say, it's really all about her. Camilla, Camilla. so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and you could always share our podcast with your reading buddy as well and you might not already but you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com and in there we share all of our top records of the month in case you missed them see you next week we'll be here